0: One thing we forgot to say is that this podcast is brought to you by the Drive In Network. And with that being said, please enjoy episode two of FN Sports Bets.
1: Hello and welcome back to FN Sports Bets. Today we're here with episode two. Uh, I am your host, Nathan Ng. Brought to you also by your co-host, Frankie Langer. Uh, like I said, it's episode two here, and we've made some slight adjustments. Um, instead of just going through each game and each giving our own input about both games, we split them up, and we're going to go sequentially through or chronologically through each game and give our own personal takes and then maybe a little bit of input from the other individual. Um, but with that being said, I think we're going to hop right in to the Thursday night game, which is going to be Cincinnati at Cleveland. And I'm going to talk to you guys about this one a little bit. Kind of torn here just because it was such a poor showing from Cleveland. And I don't, I, I'm just not sure. They're a five and a half point favorite, but I just have no faith in Baker Mayfield. He looked absolutely terrible out there, running around like a chicken with his head off. He was trying to do things that he shouldn't do and can't do. And I just, I have no idea. He's got a bunch of and, weapons. And Joe Burrow looked good. Him. And Joe Burrow looked fine. I mean, he did that little shovel pass It was, his first, pass kick it was with... his first game. All right. Well, did you see the shovel pass interception he threw? Because that was stupid.
0: I did see that, but I also saw the, like, 21-yard rushing touchdown.
1: Yeah. He actually, actually, they ran a couple QB draws with him, and he was really patient and ran that well. And with A.J. Green being back and looking healthy, yeah. I think, formidable. And Joe Mixon is pretty solid, too. So, no bets on here, but I think that Cincinnati is going to actually win, beat Cleveland. Um, I don't think it's going to be too high scoring. I would not take the over gold under, but I don't know. I It's a toss up. Like I said, Cleveland's favorites, but I, I saw nothing this, last week from, from the Browns that would lead me to believe that they're going to win more than two games this year.
0: The scary thing about uh, trying to bet on Cleveland is historically, think about already how many coaches Baker Mayfield has had, and they still haven't even gotten close to a wildcard playoff or anything like that. And so... Um, I, I was actually listening to sports radio this morning and uh heard Colin Coward talk about how he thinks that uh one, he sees more potential in Joe Burrow than Baker Mayfield, and also because, you know, there are all these weapons, especially OBJ, who there's already trade talks about him, that I bet that there's a game plan scheme that Baker really wants to get him the ball because he's an incredible receiver and whether that means he, you know, focuses on his receivers too much, whatever it is, they have tons of weapons but can't seem to get it done.
1: Yeah, I agree. Also, when looking at Cleveland's backfield, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be more 75-25 between Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt maybe catching more passes out of the backfield, but from the looks of it, Kareem Hunt played a lot better on Sunday than uh, Nick Chubb did. I think they got pretty equal carries, and I think it's going to be that way for the rest of the season, so I don't know if that is going to impact the run game, just not having a reliable back there. Not reliable, but consistent back there who you know is going to play a certain way or alter how your offense is going to be run. Until
0: the Browns start really winning, I don't think I'll be betting
1: in the Maytime soon. No, I'm not going to bet. But right now I say uh, Cleveland's going to win and they are going to – or I'm sorry, Cincinnati's going to win. Cleveland's going to lose yeah. and uh, I would take the under. A
0: little upset alert. Okay. Upset alert, um, yeah. But,
1: you know, I got the next game bowl. that
0: is uh, the <laughs> – toilet bowl. I got the next game that is uh, the Rams playing in Philadelphia. And the Los Angeles Rams actually spoiled a 86 to one parlay I had this weekend. I missed out on $800 because they beat uh, the Cowboys on Sunday night. I think that um, what I saw in that game was Aaron Donald and their defensive line game wrecked every plan that the Cowboys had. And so I really like the defensive line. I like Robert Woods on the offensive side, and Jared, Jared Goff looked really good. Um, I mean, considering that his ceiling as a quarterback. Um, I think that he did fine, and they look perfectly fine without Todd Gurley. Um, so, my Siri just went off on my laptop. That's on me. <laughs> but I think that the Rams will win in cover because Philadelphia has had, you know, injury concerns and problems on the back end of the defense for a couple of years now. And um, since the Rams did so well against the Cowboys defense, I think that they win in cover.
1: Okay. No disagreements there. Um, only little input I have is the surprise for uh, who is it? Malcolm Brown or something, who was the running back for the um, Rams. The, it was Rams, supposed yeah. to be Cameron Akers, and he just – the other dude, whatever, went off, scored two touchdowns. Fantasy-wise, you know, he, I don't think anyone drafted him. So. Just, just a little interesting tidbit. I was surprised that it wasn't Akers getting a lot of the carries.
0: But yeah. yeah I'm, I mean, the over-under is 46. Uh, Philadelphia scored, I think it was in the 20, 27 maybe. No, I think they scored 20 against Washington. Uh, I'm not going to touch the over-under just because um, it's still early in the season. We don't totally know you know, the trends about teams, but I do think the Rams will win in cover. Um, and they look pretty good this year. So that's my pick.
1: All right. Next game, we have uh, Carolina at Tampa Bay. <clears throat> Sunday at noon for me at least. Um and this one I picked Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, I think that the Saints game a little bit tr- give Tom Brady a little bit of trouble on top of it being the first game, a little bit of learning curve. Maybe I'm just cutting Tom Brady too much slack because he is Tom Brady and maybe he is washed up, who knows. Didn't look super sharp, but there were times that I thought that he made some good throws and he's just kind of adjusting to everything i don't know if he may be forced trying to get the ball to mike evans or chris Godwin too much um or was thinking about getting the ball to them too much but uh, things just seemed a little bit off i don't know if they're going to address those things in practice and come back um with a new game plan but i have some faith that they're still a, you know competent offense um and on the other side uh carolina i did not think teddy bridgewater looks very good at all like he's Hugh and Baker Mayfield were the least impressive quarterbacks all weekend, I thought. And aside from Christian McCaffrey, I don't know. It didn't seem like they were really doing much. Um, that being said, Tampa Bay is seven and a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, and I think they're going to cover, win and cover. Um, but over-under, I'm really not sure. Tampa Bay has the to score a lot of points. Carolina could also score a decent amount of points. But it's up in the air right now with how Tom Brady's going to play in with the rest of that offense. Um, but I would say Tampa Bay wins and covers.
0: And did you say that it's – are they favored by a point and a half or half a point?
1: Seven and a half points. Seven and a half points. I
0: don't yep. know why I heard point and a half.
1: Yeah, I mean – Seven and a half point.
0: Watching them against the Saints, you can tell that they have a lot of talent. And I think that later in the year they're going to be a really dangerous team. But with a new coaching staff and a new scheme, there's obviously going to be like, – it's going to be more exponential growth. Like we're going to see quickly they're going to spike once they all get in, you know, good rhythm with each other but early I don't see it happening just because um, it's such a new system and then new coaches like I was um, yeah. listening to Bruce openly criticize Tom Brady in press conferences like that stuff he's not used to and um, Gronk you could tell is able to play yeah. but still getting back into it oh Nathan's got to take on Gronk I guess
1: I was not impressed with him at all he looked okay really, really <laughs> awkward out there smaller he didn't have that arm brace on maybe that's what it is He's got to put that elbow brace back on Look like a terminator out there but I I yeah i mean i thought oj Howard I looked think much better yeah it's more athletic Looks like he was flying around wanted to play football Gronk but's so kind of timid didn't know what to do so
0: i mean they've got good receivers and the thing also to think about is they did just play the saints week one like that is not the same as playing the carolina panthers oh for sure and so Um, again, with someone like Teddy Bridgewater, who um, is kind of just getting back into the rhythm and being a starting quarterback. I think that Tampa Bay will win this game. Um, it might not be pretty, but I bet that they'll win. I think they get the job
1: done. Once again, I take Tampa Bay winning and covering.
0: Okay. Um, the next game I'll be going over is Denver at Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh comes in as a five and a half point favorite. Uh, I think that Big Ben coming back this year from an elbow surgery. I think that he's only going to get better as the year progresses. And Denver with um, Von Miller being out for an extended period of time. I think that Drew Locke and um, that offense, that tight end from Iowa, Noah Fant. Um, I think that they look pretty good and solid. But Pittsburgh has a really talented secondary that flies around. And I think that Drew Lock going into his second year um, will do okay, and will start to get better as this year goes on. But I think that Pittsburgh riding high with the with Big Ben coming back and um, you know just the regular amount of weapons that they've always had on offense and their high flying defensive secondary will beat Denver. So um, I'm taking Pittsburgh to win cover with ease, just like they did. Uh, okay, not you know with ease, but this last weekend, they also won in cover, and I think that they'll do that going into next week.
1: For sure. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh looks really sharp. Big Ben looked about as good as he can coming off, you know, an injury. I thought he made really good throws, good decisions, um, and adapted well to who he was throwing to. Um, also, I think that Pittsburgh front really, really scary. I think they're going to give Drew Locke yeah. a little bit of trouble. They, I mean, they absolutely contained Saquon. He couldn't do anything in the run game. At least he got a couple screens. Big Ben had more rushing but, yards uh, than Saquon Barkley. He did. He did. But, uh, yeah. That uh, that Pittsburgh front was scary and just at completely shut down um, Giants' run game. So, yeah, I agree.
0: And uh, I do know Phillip Lindsay is questionable. Oh, so, is he? Um, yeah. So that's part of the rushing go. attack for Denver. So that's where I got. I think Pittsburgh easily covers five and a half points. And until they show me anything different, I have faith uh, that they will play well this season.
1: Deal. All right, next one I got is uh, one of the ones I have starred on my paper because I honestly have no idea. You got uh, Falcons at Dallas, and uh, this one's a toss-up. I don't know. Originally, I wanted I said Dallas was going to win, but then I watched the play, and then I was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. And I also saw Falcons play, and I thought that Matt Ryan looked sharp. I thought their their offense looked really sharp. Um, combination of Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Russell Gage, I believe those three receivers combined for well over 300 yards, I believe. I think, um, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. They looked super high-octane. Matt Ryan looked as young and youthful as ever throwing the ball out there. Um, their defense is whatever, mediocre, but to me, Dallas, they kind of, their offense solid and lags a little bit. Um, blame the loss on a call if you want, but I, I don't know. It's a toss-up to me. Dallas is a six-point favorite, which, I mean, it's fair, but I think in this one, any anyone could win. Anything could happen, really. Anyone could have a day. You know, Zeke could come out and have a day. Dak Prescott could have a day. Um, and they could easily win. You know, he could cover. But for me, I'm just too unsure to make any real decision. My gut wants to say that Atlanta's going to win, continue their hot streak of offense, and Dallas is going to continue to grow as a team and probably get better later on. But um, like I said, I honestly have no idea. This one's really tough for me.
0: This is the narrative every year with the Cowboys. Every single year. It's like Super Bowl time. Super Bowl time. And this happens. This always, I, I guess, I'm mad because again of the parlay, but um, I don't see them being really a playoff contender this year. At the same time, they did just play the Rams, who have potentially the best player in football right now, which is Aaron Donald, um, and that disrupts everything. That disrupts the run game, which then disrupts play action, time in the pocket. It makes you know quarterbacks more nervous or have a shorter clock in their head about when they need to get the ball out, but. Um, until I see Dallas play well, I'm going to bet against them. So um, what do you say the points spread was? Dallas was favored by six points. Yeah, um, I think that I would take um, a money line for Atlanta. I don't know if I would say that they will cover. I bet that it will be, you know, within two or three points. But um, until Dallas shows me that they can win, I'm going to bet against them every time. And if they take my money, so be it. But they made me lose out on $800 this weekend. So. I'm not betting on them.
1: I will not be betting on them either. Also, I have no bets this week because I messed up my FanDuel account and accidentally said that I live in Illinois, and they were not happy when they did a little GPS thing on my laptop. So I got to find some sketchy websites to do it on, apparently.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Um, The uh, next game is Nathan's hometown team, kind of not really, the San Francisco 49ers playing at the New York Jets. Um, I actually have a lot of different bets for this game. Um, One is San Francisco is favored by seven points. I think they cover with ease. Um, Le'Veon Bell is on injury reserve with a hamstring injury. And um, the Jets also just didn't look good. And so I think that San Francisco will totally get on track this game and cover. And I also would take the under, which is 43 because um, I think that San Francisco is going to run the ball well and chew up a lot of clock. The Jets are not going to score much, and I don't believe the Niners are going to drop 50 points on them. Um, and finally, a bet: uh, the total points for the Jets. It's over/under at 17 and a half. And I'm going to take the under because of how bad they looked last Sunday. I just don't think they score more than 10 this game, especially like with that. the Niners' defense. I like that. Um, so this one's a cakewalk for me. I would put this in eight tier one type of bet because San Francisco is going to cover. The over the under will be under forty three because the Jets aren't going to score. And the Jets will score less than 17 and a half points.
1: What would you put in on that? What's the potential?
0: Like how much? I'm just
1: curious. Yeah, how much I put not, in I have not actually
0: course? I have not looked oh, at what okay. I'm gonna pair. I think that I'm thinking I'm gonna pair a ton of teams with it just to you know Oh, I thought you were just pairing those odds. three
1: like on that game.
0: No, I think I'm, I might, easy. I'm sure I'll just do that, but I also definitely will be throwing in some Kansas city or, you know, Pittsburgh in there. So we'll see. I'll let you know once I, once I okay. get it real My going. So you got any thoughts on San Francisco at New York or no?
1: You know, San Francisco didn't have a great game. George Kittle hurt his knee, hyperextended it. It'll be okay. Hey, take, uh,
0: take ownership for the fact that you picked the Niners to win. Cup I'll Cup.
1: take ownership that I picked the Niners to win last, last game. I said that, uh, Tyler Murray was going to be good. I thought he was going to be that good, but not this early on in the season. Uh, I also didn't think DeAndre Hopkins was going to catch the ball 14 times, which kind of screwed us over a little bit. But I'll take ownership for it. It was a bad call. Um thought the Cardinals looked really, really sharp, really, really good. And uh, I don't know. That NFC wet looking really scary, in my opinion. But I think it's a good pick. I, like you said, Jeff, are going to score points. I'd take that under on the 17 and a half for that bet. Um, I think Niners get back to their bread and butter running the ball. I think they're going to make uh, – Tevin Coleman might be hurt, actually but they're going to keep uh, giving Raheem most of the ball. I think Jerick McKinnon's also going to get a lot of touches. Um, they're going to get back to their bread and butter, like I said, running the ball, do um, more manageable passes for Jimmy Garoppolo we'll and make sure he gets in a groove. Um, and then hopefully, people uh, Samuel and Brandon Ayuk will get healthy soon enough. But I still think Niners can they, just signed, and they just signed up Ahonan Sanu. Yep. So, so but... I think Niners definitely win and cover.
0: I hear you. Agree with you.
1: Agree with you there. All right. Next game, we got a dandy. Just kidding. Uh, Not a dandy yet. But we have uh, Buffalo at uh, Miami.
0: That's a dandy. That's a dandy.
1: No, I was thinking the next game. Um, But uh, this one, I picked Buffalo to win. They're gonna. It's five and a half point spread. I picked them to win and cover. cover. They'll definitely cover that. Um, Talk to Josh Allen looks pretty good. I thought the Bills in general looked pretty solid. Um, I think gonna be a good team. I don't know what else to say about them really. I don't think Stefan Diggs really did too much for them. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't watch that game really. We had it on Red Zone. It was popping up every once in a while, but um, Miami definitely did not impress me that much, especially against like a newly reworked New England offense. So, and, and it's Miami. I don't. I don't know. Until they do something really special for an elongated period of time, I'm gonna pick against them, especially with Buffalo hot team. So. I take Buffalo to win and cover, and I'm going to take the under on this over under 42. I think yeah. Buffalo might score a good bit, but Miami's not going to do much. So I Buffalo mean, win, cover, and the under.
0: I think the Bills look pretty damn good this weekend, and um, until Miami starts Tua, I don't think I'm going to be pretty hot on them. Just because um, you know what you're going to get with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but um, with two, I think that his ceiling's really high. And until they start, him, I mean, I think the Bills win here and cover easily. And I like the under pick just because um, I think we see a regressive trend with Ryan Fitzpatrick as the year goes on. And he's done that countless times his career. So I'd take Buffalo to win and cover with the under as well. Um, the next game is Minnesota at Indianapolis. Um the Colts are favored by three points. And for this one, I wrote that it could be a potential upset. Uh, The Colts only scored 20 points uh, last Sunday and they didn't, they looked okay, but they lost the Jaguars and it didn't really seem like they had a consistent offense with Phillip rivers at the helm. And so until they get more cohesive as an offensive unit, I I wouldn't pick them a ton. Uh, but Again, looking at Minnesota playing Green Bay last week, um, they obviously got outscored, but um, they still had a relatively productive offense. So uh, this one's a hard pick, but I would potentially pick Minnesota upset in the money line.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think the Colts put a top position. I actually picked the Colts last week to win.
0: As did um, I. But
1: Jackson, Jacksonville played really well. Um own Mack got hurt, so they had to go to Niem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. That ended up working out, and and Hines played pretty well. Cut the ball in the pass field, Um, but Jacksonville Gardner went off. I mean, I don't think anyone expected that from him. Um, On the other hand, the Vikings played the Packers who were, you know, firing on pistols. The bad man himself came out and decided to just poop on everyone, but um, I also think the Vikings did some things well. I think Kirk Cousins aside for maybe two drives, which was pretty sharp, especially towards the end of the game. Him and Thielen seemed to be Getting back into that connection after Thielen's injury last year. So, and I don't think Stefan Diggs' absence was too noticeable, in my opinion. Um, also, Dalvin Cook signing contract, a little motivation there for him to keep running hard. But, yeah, uh, yeah I'd, I'd actually pick the Vikings up at the Colts here. It's a close one. Um, what would you say the spread was? Three? Uh, yeah, the Colts are favored by three points. Three? Yeah. I actually picked the Vikings up so that night. Yeah.
0: That's, that's all I have. Team. I nothing
1: else on there. I have no idea. What's the over-under?
0: Uh, it's 47 and a half. I don't
1: know. Uh, I don't do want to speak to I don't know. I, I'd maybe take the under on that, but I don't know. All
0: right.
1: All right, next. Sticking in, in uh, NFC North a little bit. We have uh, the Lions at Green Bay. Um, and I have Green Bay picked here handsomely. And I also think they're going to cover Uh, the five and a half point spread. I think that Green Bay absolutely phenomenal on uh, on offense, at least on Sunday. I think they played really, really well. Any doubts about Aaron Rodgers should maybe be thrown out the window. Just maybe, though, because in years past, he has performed really well week one. And then offense has regressed a little bit. But uh, I thought they looked really, really good. It was different than what they were talking about, how they're going to do a lot of tight end sets and get back to running the ball more. They really spread it out, shared the love. Aaron Rodgers trusted um, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, even yeah. after dropping like three balls, went back to him, went back to him. Devontae had, un- had himself a day, like 40 fantasy points, it Was with two touchdowns on like 10-plus yeah. catches for 150, 60 yards. I don't know. They all look good. Aaron Jones looked good across the board. I don't know. Their defense and, wasn't great and he- towards the end. But Vikings were throwing the ball. Like, they're throwing going deep every time. So, right. yeah, I expect a little bit of leeway there. But, I don't know. Green Bay's offense was really, really scary. Probably the most impressed I was was Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. on
0: offense. And Detroit is coming off of a game against the Bears where DeAndre Swift drops a game-winning touchdown pass. Um, I mean, Detroit is cursed. And so, I think that they're both going to go in the direction that they started. I think Green Bay will get uh, definitely better over the year. Um, And especially with the drafting of Jordan Love, I think that really motivates Aaron Rodgers to play well. And I don't know how long that will last, but I think it'll at least last into week two. And uh, they'll beat the Lions, who are now just kind of on a downward spiral. I know it's week one, but, like, that is such a morale killer to lose in that fashion, especially to the Bears, who didn't even pick their – they didn't pick their starting quarterback until days before the game. So, um, yeah, I like that pick. And Green Bay showed a lot this week. Um, and so, yeah, I'd take them to win cover. I think that's a pretty pretty easy bet.
1: I'm um, also going to throw out taking the over there, too, because I think Green Bay is going to continue to score a lot of points. And I think as they score, that's going to open up um, the Lions' ability to spread the ball around, too. I'm not sure if Kenny Galladay is uh, active or not. Yeah. If he is, I think that would definitely improve uh, their offense handsomely. They had Quintez Cephas in there, Wisconsin alum, uh, I think he got a couple targets, a couple catches, so I don't know if you expect that every week, but I think that their offense will also devolve, and they're, they're better than they probably played against the Bears. Mr. Bisky probably had quarter of his life, game of his life, and uh, that's not all he's going to do. We'll get into that later, but yeah, I still take Green Bay to win, cover, and I'll take the over as well, because I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game.
0: Well, then let's get into the next game that has Mr. Bisky in, it. It is the New York Giants playing in Chicago. Chicago comes out as a five and a half point favorite with the over under being 43. Um, for this one, I think, you know, I liked what I saw from the giants on Monday night, but I am going to keep riding the bears. I think that um, you guys can't see right now, but Nathan is uh, putting his hand in or his face in his palm because he doesn't like uh, Mr. Biscay. But I think that Chicago will win this game, and I know that I make it sound like it's some big thing, but I'm not touching their spread because it appears that they just want to win in dramatic fashions. But I think Chicago wins. I don't really like anything about this game. Not very favorable, and I think by the end of the year, Mr. Trubisky will not be the quarterback for the Bears, so I think Chicago's going to win. I wrote Chicago money line if anything, and uh, that's not like on this game, so Nathan, you got anything?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, he played really well in the fourth quarter, Mitch Trubisky, that is. And the Bears, you know, squeak one out, no thanks to DeAndre Swift, butterfingers, but I don't know. I thought the Giants played pretty well for the for the defense that they, they went against. I thought that, you know, Daniel Jones was all right. Him and, uh, oh, Darius Slayton was. Those those two seem to be playing pretty well. I think Saquon, if you actually get him going in the run game, will wear you down. Um, like I said, the Bears have good defense. I think they'll be able to get a little more done against uh, Chicago's D than they did uh, Pittsburgh. Um, you said Chicago is favored by how much? Five and a half points. Five and a half points. I'm gonna say that uh, Giants upset them. Giants win. Whoa. I don't think they'll cover, but I, I think they'll win. I think it'll be a close game, low-scoring game too. So I'm, well, I don't actually have to comment on that, but I take it over. But I, I think that the Giants might come back with the upset. So, Who, do well, I know? Let's
0: get out of that game because that seems like the worst game of the week. So how about you keep
1: going? All right. Up next, we got Jacksonville at Tennessee and uh, probably asked me about this one week. one. Well, I would have very different opinions, but Tennessee didn't do too much really the other night and Jacksonville on the other hand played really well. I thought, um, I don't know, Tennessee's the 10 and a half point favorite, which I think is crazy. I don't know, I'm pretty sure that's the most updated stats, but that seems bizarre to me after how well Jacksonville played and how mediocre Tennessee played. And maybe that's just what Tennessee's gonna play to the level of their opponent and they're gonna win games. It, that's what it seems like, at least with the way Ryan Tannehill sparingly throws the ball and they stick to their run game, which has proven effective, it's worked very well in the playoffs in the end of the regular season last year. But I don't know, Jacksonville just seemed like there was something special brewing. Brewing down there. So, I don't know. They got fans. Maybe that's what it is. Gardner was just really inspired. I don't know. I am actually going to pick Jacksonville to upset the Titans in this one, which is pretty big upset. Um, but, yeah, I have faith in yeah. Gardner. And, I don't know, Tennessee didn't do anything to impress me.
0: I mean, I think Jacksonville is pretty hot for now, and you ride the hot hand. And uh, I liked what you said about Tennessee kind of playing – down or up to the level of their opponent. But, um, you know, Ryan Tannehill played really well last year at the end of the year. And um, I'm not sure how much he's going to carry that into, you know, the end of this season. So I think that's a good upset pick with Jacksonville. And Gardner Minshew played really well. And uh, they had a rookie corner. I don't know his name. I only I don't even know his number. But uh, he covered T.Y. Hilton all game and played really well. So uh, even with the departure of Jalen Ramsey, their defense looks, their defense looks okay. And I'll just be interested
1: to see how they
0: contain Derrick Henry. Uh, I agree.
1: That's an interesting point. Yeah. I don't, I, didn't, I guess I didn't fully watch the game. It was on red zone. So I was watching in and out, watching a lot more offense than I watched defense. Um, so we'll have to see Derrick is also always a factor. He's always, you know, he's a hard runner. Brute knows he's going to get you in the third and fourth quarter. So it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a close game, but I'm still sticking with Jacksonville to win.
0: Well, let's move into our next game, which is Washington playing at Arizona. Arizona comes out as a six-and-a-half-point favorite um, with the over-under at 53. Washington scored 27 points, I believe, last Sunday, and they actually look pretty good. Um, they have a solid defensive line, and I think that could be the only problem that Arizona would really face. But Arizona looks like, um, you know, with all the weapons, with Larry Fitzgerald, um, with DeAndre Hopkins, with Christian Kerr, Kyler Murray, um, I just think that they look pretty solid and they're going to win in cover in this game. Um, and if they're upset by Washington, I think that the defensive line for Washington will be the deciding factor, but it looks like the Cardinals are going to be pretty good this year. So I'm going to pick them to win cover.
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, I like Kyler Murray. very, very good. As we touched on before, it was a lot better than I thought he was going to be at this point in the season. I thought he was going to continue to get better. I still do think he's going to continue to get better, but obviously he worked on some things in the off season. They worked together in offense to make sure they were meshing well. DeAndre Hopkins certainly makes a noticeable difference to their offense being the true number one. Um, The experience of Larry Fitzgerald always comes in handy. One play where he rushed the ball to the refs so they can get up to the line, um, which is a big play I don't think a lot of people touched on. Uh, They got to spread the ball to Christian Kirk a little bit more. I don't think he was really targeted that much, but uh, Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds are going to continue to play well as well. I think they're going to be a really good team. Like I said, the NFC West is going to be a super, super good, super competitive division. Would not be surprised if three teams are in the playoffs from that division. So, yeah. So I, I like Arizona. to pick them. I like to pick.
0: Yeah. I think they win cover. So.
1: All right. Moving on, we have uh, Baltimore at Houston. Um, tough one. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think Houston's going to have a bounce back week after playing the Chiefs. It was a rainy game. For whatever reason, Deshaun Watson is having trouble spreading the ball out, but I think they're going to come back and play to the level that we all know they can play at. Um, I still have Baltimore winning on the left, though. So it's six and a half point spread. I have Baltimore winning and covering as well as I'm taking the over. I think it's a these super high scoring game, shootouts. Um, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson continue to play well. What is um, the over? 52 and a half. Okay. Tied, but I think, I definitely think it can be done. I think that Baltimore and Houston are both capable of scoring 30 plus points think that might be the case this week. Lamar continued to top treat. It looks like Marquise Brown put on some weight to be a true receiver. So, and Mark Andrews looks really, really good too. Got two touchdowns. Um, and Lamar just continued doing what he does, making jokes out of people's defense in the running game. I mean, I, I think it'll be a really good game.
0: Think about like the overreaction we always get after Week One, but Baltimore looks really good, and do really good. Um, I do think they're going to win here, but. I sure hope the Texans do get on track because they have a lot of talent and they just, you know, re-signed – or re-signed, yeah, Deshaun Watson a really big deal. Um, and I'm not too sure about the over-under just because of how much uh, – it just seemed like the offense was inconsistent for the Texans uh, when they played the Chiefs. I just heard Nathan's cat meow in the background. Um, but they looked a little bit inconsistent when they played the Chiefs. So I probably wouldn't touch the over-under, but I do like – Baltimore winning and covering, and I think that they're going to have a hell of a year. Um, So moving on to one of my favorite games this week is Kansas City playing the Chargers in L.A., Um, and Kansas City is favored by seven and a half points. I think that, um, you know, I just saw in the power rankings, Kansas City's number one team they're going to keep winning this year and the chargers almost lost the Bengals and they, they probably would have, you know, went to overtime had the Bengals not uh, missed a kick. And so I think that the Kansas Randy. City chiefs, yeah, they actually got hurt on that play. We can't laugh that much. Um, but uh, I think the Kansas city wins and covers easily. They look really good offensively and defensively. And uh, Tyron Matthew might be defensive player of the year this year. He's extremely good. And, um, the Chargers do have a pretty good defense, and so I think that I'll be taking the under forty-seven and a half. But I'd really tier one pick would be Kansas City winning, covering seven and a half.
1: Yeah, I like that pick. I think that's a super fun game too. Um, I don't know what else to say. Tyrod Taylor, gotta pick it up. He's here. gonna I don't go know. at you, some point. Yeah. You, what? What? At what point do you think they're gonna bring? Do you think they're gonna bring in um, Herbert? Herbert?
0: I think that once they really start losing, they're going to bring him in. like um, You know, s- similar to how Mahomes came in, where like the end of the year, they let him start a couple games. I think that um, if Tyrod doesn't get hurt, I think they'll go you know, something like 5-11 and 11 this year, and Herbert will get to play at the end, but um, I mean, you don't want to throw him in there now, especially with how this year has been with COVID and starting a season like that, but I mean, I'd say by week eight, they're going to have Herbert in there if the Chargers
1: don't start winning. So fair. Sure. All right. Coming on to my last game, we have New England at Seattle, which I think, and I, I think there's history there. Um, they put something up when I was watching on Sunday some historic games going to overtime and whatnot. I think it's going to be a super good game. Um, I really liked how Seattle came out. I thought that Russell Wilson was dangerous, to say the least. Um, I don't know. I thought they did a lot of. Things really well. I also think that Cam Newton looked pretty good with the Patriots. I'm really surprised at how well they adopted the offense for him and made, you know, incorporated his run game. He scored two rushing touchdowns, which I think was key to their win. I thought he played pretty well. I thought he was super good in the Navy Blues. Um, he was confident, but that being said, I still think Seattle has much more of a threat offensively to put up a lot DK of points. DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf dropped one early on, and I was like, oh, God, there he goes, all over again. And then he got one deep looked really good. Tyler Lockett's gonna be really good still. Chris Carson very, very good. And um I I What's the Seattle here? to the spread's four. So I pick Seattle to win and cover. Um and then the over under is forty five and a half. And I'm gonna take the over on this because I think New England's gonna to continue to develop too, and I think their offense is gonna be better. They're gonna get more in the passing game. Hopefully get Julian Edelman a little more involved. Um yeah, so. I picked Seattle to win cover, and I'm gonna take the over on this one. I think this is also a super, super good game Sunday night. Definitely gonna be watching. So
0: yeah, Seattle looked really good this week. And I wasn't sure how they were gonna come out because um, you know, it, it seems like every year I don't know if they're gonna, you know, be really good. And I still think about them and their Super Bowl runs and stuff like that, but they obviously came out and their offense um, is really high powered. And I really like DK Metcalf and it's really hard to bet against Russell Wilson. I think that Cam Newton and New System will definitely need a little more time. Obviously, they beat Miami and covered last week, but it's Miami versus Seattle. And so when you're playing against Russell Wilson, I think that um, you really need to have a good tell if you're going to bet against him. So, uh, you know, I like Seattle to win and cover. And um, what did you say the over-under was on that game? Sorry, uh, it was four.
1: No, the over-under. Oh, I'm sorry. Forty-five and a half. and
0: okay. Yeah, I think I'd take the over on that. I think that um, Kim Newton and the Patriots offense will kind of keep rolling, and I have faith the, that Seattle's offense will score a good deal. So um, let's move into the last game of the week, uh, week two, which is the New Orleans Saints playing at the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the Saints come out as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. They obviously beat the Bucks last week. Um, and Las Vegas won. They uh I think they played Carolina at home. And um Michael Thomas is supposed to be out for the next couple weeks with a high ankle injury. Um and the the Raiders looked pretty good. Henry Ruggs looked pretty solid in the first half. He had a knee injury that, you know, kind of kept him a little quiet in the second half, but he did play. And um you know Drew Brees and the Saints offense, especially with Taysom Hill, who looks really good this year. I think that they win in cover here. Um, I think that covering it would be is a little bit of a challenge, just because it looks like John Gruden is really starting to get, you know, more into the system uh, with the Vegas Raiders. But I like New Orleans to win here, and I think that picking them to cover wouldn't actually be that risky of a pick either.
1: Yeah, I think this is a really good game. Um... Touching a little more on Las Vegas's offense, I think they looked really solid. They had a couple tough couple tough drives, but it looks like Derek Carr has come into his own a little bit and knows the level he needs to play at and what he needs to do and what he needs to know that he can't do. Um, I think that Josh Jacobs was really really good. He came out, he's looking leaner, but he was also looking really really toned. He looked super athletic. Um, I know he was doing a little bit with injuries during a majority of the end of last season, and he came out just looking super super good. Um, I think he's one of the best backs in the league. Um, But like you said, the Saints are the Saints. Their offense is going to continue to be good with or without Michael Thomas. Um, So I I like the pick for the Saints to win. But I think the Raiders are going to put up some points. And it's not going to be a complete shootout.
0: Yeah, the over-under is 51.5. I think that I'll be taking the over on this. And I think that right when I said that, actually, I felt a little bit of regret. But I think that both teams are capable of scoring – up to 30 points, um, and they both look pretty solid, but I do think New Orleans will win here, um, and cover. I so, uh, that wraps up our week two picks. I just want to mention that last week, uh, we collectively, I believe, went 8-3, or that was just me. One of the two things, but well, we did have a pretty good record last week, uh, and obviously if we think of any parlay bets, we will release those the day of, when all the props come out. If there's any, I didn't mean parlays, I meant uh, props, I apologize. If any good props come out, you know, we'll Come out with those on game day, and um, we appreciate you guys all tuning in to uh, week two of FM Sports Bets.
1: Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.